0: Hello my friends! I am so excited for you to hear this episode and actually it came because I was getting messages and comments and emails from several of you lately that are going through a hard time, whatever it is. Injuries, family situations, just there's just a lot going on I know in the world and I thought it would be really great to have an episode about how do we kind of stay positive and keep showing up when life throws us a curveball, when things don't go the way that we expect them to, or when things are different, or when we just don't know where to go or what to do next because. We were just hit with a curveball. So I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest, Jessie Larson. We connected through Instagram and actually found out we live in the same state, which is really fun. Um, But she is such a ball of sunshine. I mentioned in the episode that I feel like you can always feel her smiling (laughs) through the audio. And I absolutely love that. And I thought, what better person to come talk to us about staying positive When Things Go Wrong, and she shares a little bit more about her story about things going really wrong and how she's been able to maintain a positive outlook and also continue to grow and progress during hard times. So I really hope you enjoy this episode, and I cannot wait for you to dive in. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay. I am so excited to introduce you to a very special guest today, Jessie Larson. She has a lovely podcast called the Positively You Podcast. And we connected through Instagram, but found out we live in the same state, like 30 minutes away from each other. So it's been kind of fun connecting that way. Um, But I'm really excited to chat with Jessie. I feel like more than anything, Jessie, you have You smile through your words like when we when I hear you talk, it just sounds like you're smiling. And so I'm really excited to do this audio recording with you. So introduce yourself to us.
1: Hi, Elizabeth, thank you so much for having me on. I love that you said that about me because I literally always am smiling and it's really funny. One time I was working a customer service job years and years and years ago, and one of the things they told us was, smile when you answer the phone because people can hear it through the phone. And I guess that that is true if that's what I've got coming. So customer service job at a call center has served me well, I guess. Yes, I love it. So yeah, I'm so excited to come on here and talk to you today. Um, Like you said, I'm the host of the Positively You podcast. I'm obsessed with all things mindset and really putting yourself in the driver's seat to live a life that you love, regardless of what's actually going on and outside circumstances and all of that, all about really empowering you to take control and live a life that you love. I love that. And you know,
0: Jesse and I had been talking I want everyone listening to know that we really think about these episodes. At least I really think about these episodes and what like the current needs are of the women that I serve and the women that are here. And one of the things that just kept coming up over and over, I was getting emails and messages, and from some of my own clients of just I, what I'm going to call this episode of curveballs, <laughs> curveballs that are coming up in their lives of. Things that weren't they weren't expecting, or things that just felt like it was really hard to stay on track, to stay positive, to stay motivated toward the things that they were working on. And then there's just like this road bump or a curveball coming in. And I feel like that's where you speak so well <laughs> too. So I kind of wanted to take that conversation, take this conversation there today. Um, And what do we do when, you know, life throws us curveballs and how do we stay positive? How do we keep showing up? And you kind of told me that you had a a pretty good story about this of your own personal life. So tell us about it.
1: Yes. All right. Well, here's the thing with life. Life loves curveballs. They're going to come and good news is, is you're human, you're having a human experience and we're all kind of there. It just depends on When and where, and what that curveball is going to be. So, I've always been a really positive person. I've always been a glass half full, look for the silver lining kind of person. And as I was really kind of deciding that I wanted to move forward in the world with a message about that, life was kind of like, all right, well, let's call you out on that a little bit. Let's put your money where your mouth is. How about? And I kind of was like, hold on, hold on. Wait, I don't like this anymore. (laughs) And The years from about mid 2018 all the way through 2020, and let's be real, continuing on because that's life, were really, really hard for us. My husband had a job that got real unsteady and unstable really, really quick. And our income kind of went up and down and then down and down and down with kind of just no end in sight. And that's really, really scary. That's really unknown. And I found myself waking up every single day in a panic. I had this pit in my stomach and just this dread because I didn't know what bad news we were going to get today. And we had kind of some you know, decisions to make about if we were going to stay in this job, if it was t- worth it to take a risk. And we were presented with an opportunity to move to a startup company. And we were like, OK. And this startup company promised the world. And the thing is, when something is too good to be true, it just might be too good to be true but also there's those stories that you hear about someone taking a risk and it really paying off and we just felt in our heart of hearts that this was a risk we wanted to take well it was a risk <laughs> that we took that was a sinking ship that was on fire that was being mauled by an octopus like it was everything that could go wrong was going wrong and so those panic attacks that i was waking up with every morning they kept getting worse and they kept getting worse and finally in, let's see, it was February. Actually, no, let's back up. We decided, okay, we're going to stick this out because we think we can really make it work. Like if this goes good, it's going to go really, really good. And we would hate to walk away, right? Like that's the worst thing in the world is when you're the one that jumps ship. And then all of a sudden it's like this million dollar opportunity. You're Like, why did we leave? And so we just didn't want that to be us, which leads me into saying, we were letting fear drive our decisions, and that's never a place that you want to be. We were letting the fear of if we walk away, you know, we don't want to be those people. And so we held on, we held on, we held on. And we decided that we had a couple of expenses that were too much. And if we wanted to take this risk and we wanted to make it work, we needed to maybe cut some stuff. And one of those things was our house. We thought, you know, the market's real good right now. We could we could sell our house. It's bigger than we need. We could downsize for a little bit, pay off some student loans and like really come out on top and the market in utah at the time a year ago was really really hot it still is and we put our house up for sale and it didn't sell and it didn't sell and we were really confused about why it wasn't selling and we were heading into the holiday season of 2019 and we were like you know what we don't want to have people coming in and out of our house through the holidays let's take it off the market maybe we'll relist in the spring well the spring is when COVID hit and two weeks before COVID hit, the startup company decided they were calling it quits on the Utah office mm. and laid everyone off with like a two-hour notice. It was no two weeks. There was no severance. There was nothing. It was, you're done. See you later. And holy cow. We were like, okay, we have no income. We have no insurance. We have no, nut. No- like we have nothing. And I had just Wanted to start launching the Positively You brand. And I was like, How can I do this? I'm waking up every single day in a panic. And the world was like, You said you could do it. You said you could be positive despite your circumstances. And so, you know, we did. We fell apart a little bit, as you do. I think that's the most important thing to realize when a curveball hits you, when life doesn't go your way, is. I'm not about toxic positivity. It wasn't like, okay, where's the silver lining right now? Right now I need it right this second. Yeah. I think the key, one of the keys, is allowing yourself to experience the crap. Yeah. And so we did. We sat there and we broke down. And it sucked so bad. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) bad. we did. We broke down and we allowed ourselves the time to be able to do that, to cry in the shower, to say all the swear words you wanted to say, like whatever your thing that you do when you are you know, having just the worst day ever, do that.
0: Yeah, I love that because around here we say feelings are allowed. So you're telling
1: everyone that feelings are allowed. (laughs) Yeah, they are allowed and you need to feel them because if you don't you're bottling them up, you're slapping a smile onto something that doesn't deserve a smile at the moment. Like let the feeling that is good for the moment be the feeling that needs to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That. So that would be my first thing is, is don't, don't slap on a smile. There's the the fake it till you make it and just show up and find the good. And there is a time for that and it will come, but honestly acknowledging that you're human and I'm having a human experience and that's really cool. There's a lot of really awesome human experiences and there's a lot of really crappy human experiences. And we are in that right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, I love that you kind of brought this in
0: because one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about was, was mindset. The, the idea of like, what do we do when that happens? Right. You, you, you had a plan, you probably had some sort of plan in the beginning, and then you had a plan B, and then you had a plan C. And like, sometimes things just don't go our way. Sometimes our plans get, you know, twisted, derailed, like this is normal. And you said, it. I love that you said it. it's just normal. And we kind of have to expect that there are going to be bumps in the road. And what you brought up was, you know, recognizing, I love what you said about fear and recognizing that we don't We don't have to run away from the experience, but know that it can create goodness in us. And that's something I think a lot of women might really struggle with is, you know, when we're in that experience, it sort of feels like how on earth am I going to feel good again? Like, how am I going to get back to where I was? How am I going to get back on track? So tell me kind of like what what did it look like for you to kind of start picking up those pieces and getting back on track, even though you didn't really, you couldn't really see the light at the end
1: of the tunnel at the time. Right. Right. So the big thing for me is, okay, as women, we want to fix things, right? This is a bad feeling. I don't want to feel this anymore. I want to fix it. I want to snap my fingers and make everything better. And with life, sometimes we can do that. Sometimes there are big things that we can't fix in one day. So my, my biggest, biggest thing, is that you've got to come back to the smallest thing that you can do. If you have followed me, anyone who has, or if you know anything about me, or if you take 10 seconds to talk to me, you will know that I say, make your bed every single day. I love that. And that is the one small habit that you do. And this actually started out of not desperation, but it started out of, I needed a change and I needed to feel more calm. And the one thing that I could do every single day was make my bed. I could have that be consistent. It was a positive impact in my day and a habit that held me accountable. And that seems so stupid, right? Like the world is burning down around me and I'm like, I'm going to make my bed today. But I tell you, it made the biggest difference in my day because I woke up. I was able to be productive first thing in the morning. I was able to have a positive impact on my day and nothing else. mattered. Like it didn't matter. There was nothing that was going to get in my way. Of accomplishing that. It, it wasn't really dependent on how anything else went, you know, like, cause there's goals that you have sometimes and it's like, oh, well that went to crap today because this, this, and this happened. Yeah, You can make your bed every single day. And so that's my big, big thing is pick something very, very small and then make it even smaller if you can. You know, a lot of people like to go to bed at night and put the house to bed and clean the entire kitchen or whatever. It's like, no, just make sure the counter's cleared or something like make it just super, super small, something that you can do. And so the world around you is falling apart. And that was my thing. I said, I'm going to move my body every day and I'm going to make my bed because those are two things that I can control. I can't fix my husband's job right now. I can't, you know, change all of the things going on in the world right now whatever, whatever your curveball is, whatever your circumstances, you might not be able to fix it, but there's things you can control. And me as the mom and your listeners are probably, you know, a woman of wellness. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we can't fix the problems if we're neglecting ourselves. And that was my first thing. My first thing I wanted to do was, okay, I have to like, we're struggling financially. I've got to cut stuff. And the first thing I wanted to cut was my gym and my trainer and my membership and everything that helped me be the best version of myself
0: yeah.
1: because I wanted to sacrifice. I, I, not that I wanted to, but I felt that I needed to. And I didn't, I said, actually, I caught myself in that thinking and I said, you know what? No, if I'm going to help our family get through this, if I'm going to get through this, I need to be supporting myself with the practices that are going to help me show up in the best way possible because the circumstances aren't the best, so I need to show up. Yeah, amen. You know? Like, yeah, <laughs> really.
0: I, it really. I mean, I love that because you kind of said, you know, like, don't fake it. You know, sometimes you have to go through that. But, but I love what you brought in is like you can still show up. And I, I'm writing notes. I think everyone should be writing notes while they're listening. <laughs> but one of the things that stood out to me is instead of focusing on what you can't control, right? You couldn't control. That what had happened. You couldn't control the past. You couldn't necessarily control the future, but you could control the present, right? You could kind of control some things that in a, in ways that you could show up. And I just kind of wanted to like quote you and say, I love that you said, what can I do to make a positive impact in my day? Yeah. And when you decided to start making your bed, when you started, you know, creating like one tiny habit, I'm a total lover of tiny habits. You created one positive impact, which who knows how far it trickled right throughout the day and helping you see the positive in your situation, even when it was crummy. So like kind of seeing the good
1: in it, but knowing that it's okay to experience those emotions too. For sure. And I'm very intentional about calling it a positive impact instead of focusing on the word control. Because that word, I don't know what it is. It's kind of, nothing's in our control. And it can kind of become really negative and toxic when we're trying to control so much and we want to feel that secure. You know, when everything's out of control, I want to control, I want to control. It might be I want to control my food or I go crazy on my exercise because I need whatever it might be. Like we all have our vices. And so I really hesitated to be, what can I control? Because I can't. You can't control anything. We just can't. Yeah. And so I really wanted it to just be, how can I positively impact my day today? Instead of how can I control my day today?
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know.
1: It's just one of those. It's the words you choose that are in your head that kind of, they make a difference. The vocabulary and the words you choose make a difference. Absolutely. They make a huge difference.
0: And you brought up the conversation about your wellness during this time. And since this is a podcast about wellness, how do you, what would you say to the woman who's like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of curveballs, financial, time, like a lot of things that maybe find they find it difficult to like focus on themselves, especially I've had some women reach out to me that say, you know, they have aging parents that are, you know, having some diagnoses or just, A lot of hard things where they become more of a caregiver to other people. Naturally, we're more of a care, more caregiver to people. Um, How did you kind of work through that? Because you probably had um, a little bit of hesitation to focus on yourself when you knew that like you were responsible. I mean, you were, you were taking part in responsibility for a family.
1: Yeah. A big part of that. Okay. So side note, I compete in competitive powerlifting. And at the time that everything was falling apart, I was training for a meet. And so that actually helped me stay accountable because I'd put in all of this time and put in all this effort working towards a goal. And the week the weekend that we decided to list our house was my first competition. Mm. So I was on this emotional roller coaster up and down of what are we going to do? Make big decisions. Let's sell our house. And let's prep for my very first competition and meet. And I really, I wanted to just throw in the towel. So I think having goals along the way, along our life are really, really good. And having something that you're accountable to. I don't care what it is. If it's that you like running, if it's just that you want to be consistent five days a week, whatever your goal is, having goals really helps you stay the course when things get hard. I was accountable. I had a goal I was going to meet. like. Any other thing would have completely derailed me, but I was signed up, I was committed, I was held accountable to other people, and that really helped me. Now, I'm not saying that you need these big, huge things. Of course not. But having a goal and having something that I was working towards that was outside of everything else, it was just for myself, helped me stay. It helped me kind of put on the blinders a little bit of, yeah, this is all going on, but for these five minutes, this hour and a half, I'm solely focused on this. Yeah. When I walk out of that gym, these problems will still be there and I'll deal with it then. But right now I'm going to go pick up something really heavy yeah. <laughs> and just work <laughs> towards my goal. So whatever that is, you know, you, not that we need to be constantly preparing for curveballs, but I think that if we live our life in a way that we're setting ourselves up proactively to be resilient, to be able to handle change to, you know, be able to take those curveballs as they come, the more proactive we are before the bad or the hard happens, the easier we'll be able to handle it when they do. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's so cool. And the thing that I love that you brought up too is you mentioned that you're worthy of feeling good in a hard time. And there's a lot of times when that situation, when something happens, a curveball happens, and we almost don't feel worthy of feeling good. Like we shouldn't feel good. We should be sad. We should be miserable or something. And you just said, you know, I, I did something that made me feel good. And that's okay. It's okay to feel good amidst the hard times. And I just kind of wanted to like reiterate what you said about having goals helps you stay the course when things get hard because how many times have we said, I'll start when I'll restart when, and the reality is, is it's not about starting and restarting. I like to think of it as a revolving door. It's always going, you know, things are coming in and out, good things and bad things and recognizing that, you know, we can, we can enjoy and we can set those goals and we can keep working on goals even when things are hard and they just might look a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. And I love what you mentioned about feeling good. Because we do. At the beginning, I said, feel your feelings. And we said, all feelings are welcome here. And I think people understand that, that feel your negative feelings. But on the flip side of that, feel your good feelings too. And I think that that is actually really hard to do when you are going through something tough me and my husband we actually said that one time we had been you know crying a bunch had a really bad day and then something else i don't even remember and we were like it's really weird how we can be devastated on the one hand but really happy and really like excited on the other and Mm -hmm. that's what life is like you said it's revolving there's things coming in there's things coming out life doesn't start and stop it keeps going yeah and so being able to feel all the feelings, feel the bad, feel the good and feel good about feeling the good when there's bad. Totally. (laughs) So how does like time fit into this
0: conversation? Because I really think a lot of women are afraid of letting things take time. How did you, how did you kind of look at that and recognize that this was going to take time? I remember as a side note, I remember there was a particular time in my life that was really hard. It's sort of embarrassing, but I had broken up with a boyfriend that I thought I was going to marry kind of situation. (laughs) It's kind of funny to say out loud now, but um, it was really hard. And I remember thinking I'm at the beginning of this trial. Like I remember thinking I have grief ahead of me. This is going to be really hard. I just barely broke up with him. We just barely broke up and this is going to be hard. And so I just kind of like wanted to bring the time conversation into it. How do you, how do you like help remind yourself that this is going to take
1: time. Oh man. Isn't this the worst part of it? Like I, I remember being like, I've learned this lesson. Like, please take it away. I don't want to do this one anymore, you know, and being like, Oh, and I remember when, when my husband got laid off and I sat there and I looked at him and I said, this is going to suck. And I don't know how long it's going to suck for, but it's, it's going to suck. And I don't know. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to tell you an embarrassing thing about me. I am a huge superhero nerd. I love it. I love the Marvel movies. I love superhero stories and their storylines. And I cried buckets on buckets in the Endgame movie. It's fine. <laughs> but why I love them so much is because this helps me. You need to be the hero of your own story. Mm. No one goes to a movie theater and watches a person walk pleasantly through their life with no trial, right? We don't want to see that. We love, we don't love it, but we see the character and they get broken and you see these hard things and these trials that they go through and they find something within themselves and they're able to rise up and they accomplish something. And that's kind of what I have to do with me is say, this is my life. And this is my story, and I'm the main character. So there's going to be things that happen in my life that are going to be character building, that are going to be for me. But while I'm going through them, they're really going to suck. And I really don't want to go through them. But when I come out the other side, I have the choice to make this work for me. Or it can just be a repeating thing over and over again where I keep getting to say, why me again? Or I can be really intentional and say, "Okay, what is this? How can I grow? What am I doing? And you, you start asking yourself these really hard questions, but hard and purposeful. Why am I going through this? What is the emotion that I'm feeling? How can I make this better? Can I help anybody else not make this same mistake or go through this? Or can I make it easier? You, know, you put, not that everything happens for a reason, because I think that that could be a really hard thing to say to yourself and to say to other people. But that you can make a purpose for the hard stuff that you're going through. And the fact that it takes time just sucks. I'll be honest. (laughs) The fact that it takes time sucks. And that's why I really think that you need to focus on something small. I don't have the time to do yada, yada, yada. But I have the time to take a walk outside. I might not have all this time to take for myself because I've got a sick kid battling cancer, whatever it is, right? We've got curveballs. I can take five minutes every morning before I get out of bed to listen to a meditation. Mm. You know, you do something just really small, the very, very bare minimum, and you just take it day by day. Honestly, that's the biggest thing. You take it one day at a time because that's all you're in. You're not in the past, you're not in the future, you're in today. And just live in today.
0: Yeah. And you were, you know, bringing up how can you positively impact your day by seeing the opportunity in the hard times versus when you get out of it. Right. I mean, I think there's sometimes there's this like when I get out of it or when things are back to normal, then I then I'll learn the lesson. But man, don't you think there's so many lessons in the middle if you just look for them and recognize it can help change the trajectory, truthfully, change the outcome of what you're going through as you start to do that i mean think about what it has given you the opportunity to do with positively you and and showing up and i have a similar our stories are a little too similar actually in that you know it's been really helpful for me to have a little bit more time to focus on this space as well and you know i wanted to bring it back to one thing that kept coming up for me is you know, I, as a coach, as a food freedom coach, I thought I had it all kind of figured out. And then I got thrown a curveball with some food intolerances. And if anyone's been here for a while, they know. And it was one of those things where I now know after kind of like working through that and, and finding a new food freedom definition for myself that I went through that so that I could help even more women understand things. And I think that that's a gift, maybe you can look at it as a gift and an opportunity to say, you know, your experiences can help people, whether it's people within your own family or the community, but knowing that it can can really be for your good,
1: but also for the good of others too. Yeah. And I think the key is so many times we can look back, right? We can look back, hindsight is 2020, and say, oh, that's why I did this. And the hard part is figuring that out in the moment so that it's not when I get through this, I'll be happy, or when I do this. And a part of being able to be present and, and recognize the power in your curveball and in your trials in the moment. Something that I did was to come up with a power statement. You can call it a power statement, you can call it a mantra, mantra, affirmation, whatever. Some people are really like woo-woo about affirmations. They feel super weird saying them. I call it a power statement because that makes me feel like powerful or whatever. I love that. And we can play coulda, shoulda, woulda all day long, right? Oh, we could have done this. Oh, we should have done this. I would have done this differently. All of those things are great. None of them are very helpful because it's all in the past. And so as we were going through trials and every time that we do, I'm like, it's very easy to sit here and point out all the problems, point out everything wrong. I said, I don't do that. I'm a problem solver. Hmm. I don't find problems. I solve them. And every single day I would wake up and if I had anxiety or if I had dread or I felt a panic attack coming on, I would say to myself literally hundreds of times a day, I'm a problem solver. I'm a problem solver. And that was my mantra, my power statement. You can come up with whatever works for you. I can get through this. I'm strong, whatever your thing is. But I said it over and over and over again. And I didn't know how in the heck I was going to solve this problem, but I just knew that I solve problems. And so that was really big for me in staying present because it helped me just be grounded. It helped me get my brain right, stop the, the dread spiral where you just go out of control of like, well, if this goes wrong, then this goes wrong and this goes wrong. And suddenly, you know, it's the end of the world, a zombie apocalypse was <laughs> happening. Yeah. And so honestly, that would be the, the one of the key parts of things that I do. Number one, being starting small coming up with something very, very small. Number two is coming up with a statement that you can say to yourself literally hundreds of times a day if you need to, that helps you feel grounded and empowered. Yeah. And create change,
0: right? Sometimes we think, sometimes it's really easy to allow things to happen to us. And by saying that statement, you basically decided that you were going to be become the person that would create the change that needed to happen in your life. And and maybe you didn't know what that looked like, but throughout the day you were able to use that mantra to say, okay, I can, I can do this. You know, I can, I'm a problem solver. So in this situation, what do I need to do? And you just are like, it's like a snowball. I kind of visualize it, you know, a snowball, you just keep rolling it and it keeps building and look at what you can create because of that.
1: Yeah. Honestly, our minds and our thoughts are so much more powerful than we probably give them credit for because your circumstance is honestly a lot more what you think about the circumstance than what it actually is. If I wake up every day and I'm worried about it and I'm dreading it and I'm freaking out about it, then yeah, it's going to be a really crappy day and it's going to be a really crappy situation and I'm just going to want it to be done and over with. But if I take that same circumstance and I say, this is a human experience and I'm a human experiencing it and I am going to have purpose in it and I'm going to continue living my life and I'm going to continue working on my goals while I'm going through this. It's the same experience, but your thoughts around it make it a completely different experience. Like if you can honestly, that's the biggest takeaway. If you can just realize how incredibly powerful, the way you think about something is like, boom, game changer for you. Yeah. And you're right. I mean,
0: sometimes there's a stigma around it. Woo woo, I guess is the new word, but recognizing that the stories that you tell yourself are the ones that lead to your actions. And if those stories are positive and supportive, right. Recognizing that you don't have to have all the answers, but that you are capable of creating change in some way in the situation, after the situation, all of that, then it leads you to creating more of those actions. So thank you for sharing that. And so many gold, I feel like this episode was just full of golden nuggets. I was just thinking it's kind of like a mixture of a pep talk and a bunch of quotes in the middle. And I was trying to figure out how I could pull them all out and make sure everybody (laughs) had all your quotes. Um, so before we kind of sign off for the day, um, What does it mean to you to be a woman of wellness?
1: You know, I was thinking a lot about that question before I came on. And I think you kind of said the word is evolving. Mm. As long as I am constantly evolving, as I'm learning, as I'm growing, as I'm supporting myself, that feels like I'm well to me. Mm. As long as I'm not you know becoming a victim to my circumstances as long as as i understand that like i've said that i'm a human and i'm experiencing life and the way that i do that by by supporting myself and feeling empowered and taking every opportunity as a learning and growing and evolving experience then i'm doing well The second I want to just pull the covers up over my head and start throwing around blame, that's when I feel like I'm stuck and I'm not living my best. So I would say as long as I'm evolving and growing, then I'm good. Oh my goodness. That is a new word that I haven't heard from someone. And I love
0: that evolving. And I think that helps kind of bring that discussion about change, right? Recognizing that you're evolving, you can create change and you can also kind of evolve with change that happens to you. You know, there's circumstances that you can't control and then there's circumstances you can. So that is that's so powerful and I think I'd love anyone here thinking like what what does that word mean to me evolving? I think that's such a really powerful word. So thank you so much for being here today. Will you tell everyone where we can find you because I'm serious like everyone has to know that you literally smile like it's true like she just there's just, just this presence that's so great to be with you and I know that they will absolutely love your podcast I enjoy it myself so tell us more about you and what you
1: offer and all of that Oh well thank you so much um I host the Positively You podcast it's a weekly show um all kind of about this about you know empowering you helping you kick those negative thoughts and allowing you to really take ownership of your life and create something that you are just obsessed with. So you can find me, I'm on all the podcast platforms at the Positively You podcast. I also hang out all the time on Instagram and I'm very active over there. I love hanging out in my DMs and chatting with people and and you guys get to peek into my life on stories. I'm there at positively.jessie and that's kind of where you can find everything else I've got going on. I have a fun program coming up at the end of summer that if you head on over there, you can find more about that. I'm super excited to get going. Yay. Yay. Well, thank
0: you so much for joining me. And um, I think we definitely need to do this again.
1: (laughs) Yes, for sure. We do. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. My
0: friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, Did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review. This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.